Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We didn't just lose a legend, we lost the greatest of all time at his craft last night. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We've got an awful lot to get to today, including the punishment handed down by the NFL to the Miami Dolphins in terms of tampering and in terms of Brian Flores' lawsuits that he has filed against the league from the end of last year. We get to it all, Christopher. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing outstanding. Right. And unfortunately, we start in, in a place where you don't always love to, but there's an awful lot to talk about the impact of one individual. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. Scully, the longtime voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers, and quite simply, the greatest sportscaster who's ever lived, I think, passed away last night at the age of 94. 67 years as a professional broadcaster, never lost a step, and always understood the moment in every single way. You know, Chris, um, we were not fortunate enough in the New York area to get him every day uh, after the Dodgers left in 57. Of course, that was well before either of us. But um, when you got a chance to listen to Vince Scully nationally or, you know, you'd, got a, you'd get a few innings here and there when ESPN might dip in or MLB Network, it was always something special because he brought something that just simply nobody else ever did to the game. Big fella, I talked to my mom about this this morning, and she told me about my great-grandfather, and it was appointment radio for him to be able to listen to Vin Scully call Dodger games. Like a lot of black men at that time, they were Dodgers fans because of Jackie Robinson, and it was one of those things to hear Vin Scully encapsulate all of the special moments in that franchise's history. I mean, it was just one of those things that whatever you were doing, you stopped so you could be a part of what Vin Scully was doing in terms of calling Dodger games. So his significance, his impact on the game, his contribution to the game, and then uh, to our society as a whole, I, I just think it's, it's one of those things where you, re- you realize you're talking about a giant of a man. And, and of course, it shouldn't be a surprise that he's from the Bronx, so good things come out of the Bronx. <laughs> but uh, Vin Scully is the, the greatest at his profession, Carlin. I mean, we, we remember him for the Dodger games, but you also think about, you know, the call of the catching Dwight Clark in the end zone in Candlestick Park from Joe Montana. Like, th- th- that's a moment that Vin Scully encapsulated. Now, a lot of people don't even realize he did that. He did that call. And yep. here's the thing. And I think the statement from the Dodgers captured it perfectly when they said, Poet Laureate. Because yep. that's what I think of when you think about how Vin Scully painted the picture, the imagery that he would call the games with and doing the play-by-play. You know, Chris... It- 
I, I think there are a few things that really stand out. Number one for Vince Scully, it was always about the game. Um, and there are broadcasters uh, all across the country. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but you have your set sayings for home runs or you, you know, there, there are guys who add a little flair to it. Yeah. Vince Scully added flair by understanding exactly what to say and when to say it and telling stories in a way that were not self-aggrandizing in any way. It, it was more about adding true color to the game. And it's funny that we say that because here's a guy that worked alone. It was him and the fan. He didn't have a color commentator, and it's not anything more than he had a relationship with the person that was sitting in front of their television or sitting in front of their radio. Of course, he worked with uh, color commentators on the national level a lot, but the point being that there was never a moment where you ever felt like it was just kind of over the top or, or, or it was anything more than the game itself being a star and I think about some of those big moments. I think about that Kirk Gibson home run. I remember exactly where I was mm-hmm. watching him on TV with that call. And, and not only that, Chris, but when you're calling a team all the time, it's impossible to not get emotionally invested. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that he always understood was he called the game with his head and not with his heart. So he's doing that nationally when the Dodgers have one of the greatest moments in the history of the sport. And he just encapsulated it brilliantly. No question about it. And to speak to the character of Vin Scully and him knowing what to say and when to say it and how to say it. I think the story that Vern Lundquist tells, and Greeny kind of hit me to it this morning when we were on Get Up, about when Hank Aaron passed Babe Roof and he hit that home run. I mean, you're, you're talking about a man in Vince Scully that got up and turned his back to the field because he didn't want to step on the call. He didn't want to, he didn't want to speak to it. He wanted everybody to just soak in the moment of what, in the magnitude of what Hank Aaron did in the history of the sport. And so I just think that that just speaks to how special he was in terms of being able to understand the moment, the significance of it, and the appropriate thing to do at that time. Well, let's listen to it. We have it right here. This was April 8th, 1974, when Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's all-time home run record. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. marvelous moment for baseball what a marvelous moment for atlanta and the state of georgia what a marvelous moment for the country and the world a black man is getting a standing ovation in the deep south for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol and it is a great moment for all of us and particularly for henry aaron it's it's grabbing Every single important aspect of that moment, and not only that, but where it's happening. Mm-hmm. I, Chris, I can't it's masterful. It's yeah. masterful what he's doing and, and, yeah. and, and, that, and what he did. And, and that's why I, I don't know that we, we can fully appreciate what he means to the sport and what he meant to the Dodgers. Um, it, it just, it's, 
it's an incredibly sad time because we're, we're losing a legend. But I think it's also a time where we have to reflect on his legacy. And there are so many great things that we have to talk about when we mention the name Vince Scully. We're going to talk to Michael Kay in just a few moments. Vince Scully, of course, went to Fordham in the Bronx, and uh, Michael did as well, and he knew him very well, and Michael's going to share his perspective uh, in just a few moments. Michael, of course, the vo- voice of the Yankees on Yes and host the Michael Kay Show on 98.7 ESPN in New York. And think about this, 20 no-hitters in 67 years that he called, three perfect games, Called the Don, Don Larson. Larson game, yeah. Don Larson perfect game in the World Series. The only perfect game in World Series history. Sandy Koufax, Dennis Martinez, the Henry Aaron home run. We played the Kirk Gibson home run. As you mentioned, the, the catch, Dwight Clark. Mm-hmm. He did that on CBS on television. Um, the Mets winning game six in 86. It's a legendary call with the ball going through Bill Buckner's legs. And if you heard in the middle of that uh, call on the uh, Henry Aaron home run, it was Bill Buckner in left field mm-hmm. who was going back at that play. So 14 years later, still a big part of a Vince Scully call. But Tom, I, I, I say Tom because I'm thinking of Tom McCarthy. Chris, I, I want to share this for a second. So Tom McCarthy is a broadcaster for the Phillies and a terrific guy and somebody I've known for a long time. And in 2017, Tom's father passed away. And this was during the offseason, if memory serves. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to the wake and seeing Tom and he could not wait to share with me the voicemail that Vince Scully left for him. Mm. And... I reached out to Tom this morning, and Tom uh, was gracious enough and thinks it would be okay to play it. And I have it here. And the reason is, is that we all talk about the immense talent that Vin Scully was. But listen to this, and it shows you the even better person that Vin Scully was. Now, Tom grew closer to him later on, but... um, This was just a moment that I think really uh, kind of encapsulates who the person was in Vin Scully. Hi, Tom. This is Vin Scully in Los Angeles. I know it's a difficult time for you and your family, but I wanted you to know that I received the news and will say an extra prayer for your dad as he makes his way to his final place, which would be certainly in God's arms. So we're just thinking of you. Understand that uh, death is almost as much a part of life. It's the ending of life, but the beginning for the future where we all hope to be. And I'm sure he's there right now in a much better place. If the rosary helped at all, I don't take a bow in any way, shape, or form. The Blessed Mother will take care of that. And you doing the rosary or listening to it, uh, me, I'm just a, the hammer for the nails, I guess. But anyway, I just wanted you to know that uh, I was thinking of you. You're in my prayers to give you strength at this time. And uh, hopefully you will sail on, have a marvelous life. And I guarantee you one thing, one absolute thing, and what a blessing that is. You made your dad proud. Can you imagine? God bless can you imagine, I'm sorry that I cut him off at the end, can you imagine getting that message and hearing that from Vin Scully and just understanding all of that, what that must be like? 
you won't find a classier individual that's in sports media, period, Carlin. That's what it is. And, and everyone that you talk to, people that knew him well, that's one of the things that comes out. He was just a terrific human being. And, and oftentimes, you know, people present one face, but behind the scenes, they're another person. No, Vin Scully was authentically himself, whether he was on the air or whether he was just interacting away from the game. And it's just you two. So that that to me is a special quality to have, especially when you're as great at something as Vin Scully was. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. In just a few moments, Michael Kay, the longtime Yankee broadcaster, is going to join us to share his memories of the legendary Vin Scully, who passed away last night at the age of 94. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by.
Imagine doing something at an incredible level for 67 years. That's what Vince Scully did. And we remember him in 20 seconds with Michael Kay, the voice of the New York Yankees. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are here to help you score big savings. To see how much you can save on auto insurance, visit Progressive.com. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. So right now, we welcome in Michael Kay, host of the Michael Kay Show on 98.7 ESPN in New York. And of course, the voice of the Yankees on the Yes Network. He's got a day game today as well. And we appreciate uh, Michael making some time for us today on on what is a very sad day, Michael, but it's certainly a celebration of one of the great uh, baseball lives and probably the greatest sportscaster to ever live. So when I say the name Vince Scully to you, what is the first thing that comes to mind? I just think uh, of class. I mean, he, he just handled himself with such grace and class and elegance, both on and off the field. Uh, and anybody that ever came across him, and I think that everybody that, that is in the baseball business at one point, if you pass through Dodger Stadium, one of the things that you wanted to do, that you wanted to check off your list, was to meet Vin Scully. And everyone that met Vin Scully, before they met him, you know, you realize you're meeting a, a baseball god, and you're nervous, and, uh, you know, you're almost disoriented. I remember the day when I met him. It was April 4th, 1999, and the Yankees were playing an exhibition game before the season began in Dodger Stadium against the Dodgers, and I asked Keith Oberman to introduce me, and my, my hands were shaking. And um, I, and Keith introduced me. Uh, he was a friend of Vince, and Vince Scully immediately just made you feel like family. And I think that's the way he broadcasted as well. Uh, every people, everybody that was a Dodger fan in Los Angeles felt they they were related to Vince Scully. They grew up with Vince Scully, and he's just a decent man. I, I, in our business, you guys know it. There's a lot of people that aren't that decent. He was a really decent dude, and uh, he's going to be missed. He really will be. Kester, there were so many memorable calls in the career of Vince Scully, whether it was Don Larson's perfect game in the World Series or the catch by Dwight Clark in the corner of the end zone in Candlestick Park. In your mind, what's the most memorable call for you uh, that Vince Scully did? Well, I think his um, his call of, of Sandy Koufax's uh, perfect game, which was the fourth Koufax no hitter, uh, it's almost been immortalized. People have, have you know obviously printed it out, and it's almost lyrical and poetic. And if you put music to it, it would probably be a, a, a beautiful song as well. All the pertinent information, the rhythm of the game, it, it was almost like a master's class. And, and how you broadcast something like uh, that, something so big. Uh, other ones that come to mind is when Hank Aaron uh, hit his 715th home run. It was Vince Scully that was at the mic, and he called the, the, the home run. Then he went to the back of the booth and had a cup of coffee, and for two minutes he just let the crowd and the pictures take over. Uh, and then he said the beautiful statement about you know how a black man in the South had made history, and it just he encapsulated the moment beautifully. And then the, the the Bill Buckner play, so uh, so elegant in its simplicity, but really capturing the moment as well. I don't think there's ever been a clunker by Vince Scully. You could probably pull any call that he made over 67 years and teach it to a, a broadcasting class and say, well, this is the way to do it. Yeah, Michael, that's what, what really comes to mind, what's amazing Michael Kay joining us, of course, the voice of the Yankees on the Yes Network and my host of the Michael Kay Show on 98.7 ESPN in New York. I can't ever remember Vin Scully making a mistake. 
I can't ever remember that. I mean, is there, when you think about the, you talked about the rhythm of the game, has there ever been a broadcaster that was more perfect for a particular sport than he was for baseball? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, his rhythm was perfect. Uh, he was an incredible storyteller who had a, a breadth of knowledge that went back to, you know, when he started in the Dodger booth at the age of 22 in 1950. And if you play that silly game of six degrees of Kevin Bacon, you know, starting in 1950, Connie Mack was still active. You know, he, so Vince Gully connects all the way almost to the beginning of baseball you know, in the 1800s. And he would go into that reservoir of stories and be able to tell it. And it was like you're listening to him, and it would almost be like at Thanksgiving when you have a really cool uncle who's been places and done things and knows everything and tells these stories in such a perfect manner. And the, 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 the ability to weave it in and out of a game without intruding upon the game was brilliant. You know, guys, there's a, there's a rule in broadcasting, especially in baseball, never, ever, ever start a story with two outs. <laughs> just because if you start a story with two outs, you're going to get stuck. A guy might swing to the first pitch, and then you know your story is, is dead there in the middle of it. But Vince Gully, while he usually didn't start a story with two outs, he was just touched by the gods. He would start a story with two outs, and it would inevitably be a 20-pitch at bat where he'd be able to get in every pertinent factor of the story that he was telling. And there were just people that, that do things better than everyone else. And you know we, we are in an industry – uh, overrun with ego. And I don't think that anybody is so megalomaniacal to even think that we belong in the same breath as Vince Scully. I mean, we, uh, I'm almost embarrassed to be talking about Vince Scully. Why should I be uh, uh, anybody that could talk about him? I don't think there's anybody that is on his level that could ever do things at that level. We all aspire to be just a fraction as good as he was, and I don't think we'll ever even come close. Talking with the voice of the New York Yankees and the host of the Michael K Show, Michael K on Greeny. And Kester, Vince Scully is a Fordham alum, as are you. And I know you had a personal relationship with him. What was one of the pieces of advice that Vince Scully gave you as you were starting out in this business that still resonates with you today? Well, you know, it wasn't anything that he said. It was something that he observed, Chris. Um he was such a decent man. You know, I talked about the time that I met him, and, and so many people have the same story. And I, I used to see him interact with people because if you were at Dodger Stadium, you know, it, it's, it's Vin Scully press box, and people would come by and, and just and meet him. And it would be like one of the biggest moments of their lives. And he would just disarm people and just make them feel important. Like it was, it was as big a deal to him meeting you as it was for you to meet him. And I try to take that. I, I, I really do. I, I run with that. Anytime I interact with anybody in the public, you never know if that's an important interaction for that person. I try to treat them with the same decency that Vin Scully treated everybody else. Now, in terms of like broadcasting, Chris, is, nobody has the tools of Vin Scully. You, they just don't. It's like Picasso teaching you to paint. You just can't do it. So you could take little bits and pieces of how he, he told stories and and, and didn't intrude upon the game and things like that. Broadcasting's way different now. And the best thing I could say about him, you know, we, we, we have this romantic notion that some of the great broadcasters of the early years in baseball, that they'd be great now. And, you know, to be frank, they wouldn't be. It wouldn't play at all. It just wouldn't. If you listen to, I don't want to name names, if you listen to some of the people that are considered the gold standard, it wouldn't play in 2022. The amazing thing is Vince Scully worked for 67 years 
and was just as relevant when he retired as he was the day he started in 1950. And that's very rare to do, to grow with the game and to grow with the culture and to grow with the business as well. He didn't change that much, but he, he changed little bits and pieces. And uh, he was just as relevant the day he retired as the day when he joined you know, Red Barber in the booth in 1950. Michael, last one. Um, what would you tell your kids who are, you know, I know Charlie's a big sports fan about Vince Scully if he asked. He was the best that ever did it. Just listen. There'll never be another one like him, ever. So just take it in. It's like staring uh, at a painting from, from one of the, the great artists of all time. Uh, don't think that anybody's ever going to do it again, but just be thankful that it was done in this way and that there are tapes that you can actually listen to see the, the, the way it's done. And if you want to somehow encapsulate perfection in our business, Vin, Vin Scully was absolutely perfection. So I say, Charlie, sit down and listen to this because this is the best that has ever been done and it's the best that it will ever be done. Michael, we appreciate the time very much. Thank you. You got it, guys. Have a great day. Michael Kay, host of the Michael Kay Show on 98.7 ESPN in New York, and, of course, the voice of the Yankees on the Yes Network, helping us remember the past and remember the life of Vin Scully after he passed away last night at the age of 94. Summer is packed with activities, so... If you're a business owner, you don't want to spend your free time sorting through unqualified candidates. Instead, you could be at a backyard barbecue with friends. That's why you need ZipRecruiter to find great candidates. They do the work for you. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The NFL has ruled that the Dolphins had impermissible communications with quarterback Tom Brady. Roger Goodell says that this is the most egregious violation of tampering between a team and a player and coach under contract. The news came down at the end of the show yesterday. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, not to mention your smart speaker. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. The NFL coming down on the Miami Dolphins, Stephen Ross, and everyone involved in terms of tampering and also in terms of tanking. Now, let's start with just the tanking part of this, Chris. Mm. When we get into this, this was a big part of what Brian Flores was bringing forward with his lawsuits uh, in terms of what uh, there were what role race would have uh, played with his job in the NFL and as the head coach of the Dolphins. And part of it was that Stephen Ross at one point offered $100,000 per loss to uh, improve the Dolphins' uh, draft position in the upcoming draft. Well, Carlin, he said it, but, according, it, but to the the NFL, according to the NFL's independent investigation, that wasn't to be taken seriously. Right. And, and I say that very tongue-in-cheek. I know you do, and, okay. and I think Brian Flores would do the same based on what his statement was yesterday. Sure. Uh, just give me your read on this part of it, because, listen, I can understand saying something jokingly, 
But I think there was probably something behind what Stephen Ross was saying, considering where the Dolphins were. Well, well, I mean, think about it. If you're saying something jokingly, to be so specific in saying $100,000 per loss, yeah. I don't think that's a joke, Carl. And then he let it be known with other club employees and front office executives that they're prioritizing the draft pick in 2020 over wins in 2019. I mean, that's essentially an admission that he wanted the Dolphins to tank in order to get a higher draft pick because he wanted to get a quarterback. But here's the thing, Carlin, when we start having this conversation about the tanking versus the tampering, I don't know that you can separate the two Mm. because both of them serve to undermine the head coach, Brian Flores, and what he was supposed to be brought there to do, which is try to win football games. How can you be trying to win football games when the owner is actively trying to recruit another head coach in the National Football League? I I don't know that that's possible. So I I look at it from the standpoint of Stephen Ross and what he did, both with the tampering and tanking, upsetting the competitive balance in the National Football League and creating an issue when it comes to the integrity of the game. But Carlin, there's also something that's a problem or a bit problematic when we start talking about the inequity in the opportunity that Brian Flores was afforded with his first head coaching job. Look, the idea that Stephen Ross was not at wanting to lose, I mean, he kept bringing it up and bringing it up and bringing it up. And that, that's clear. They confirmed that he had said this many times, and Flores put it in writing. And I hate to put it this way, but it certainly looks this way. Outside of the tampering, which they certainly found to be true, with both Tom Brady, which goes back all the way when he was in New England, (laughs) and with Sean Payton last year when they could not talk to him and they did anyway, this feels like it's another case of protecting an owner. Unfortunately, that's what it feels like to me. Because, yes, they punished him. They didn't punish him. A million and a half dollars. They didn't punish him. What's a million and a half dollars to a guy that's worth eight billion? It's not a punishment. I would use tongue in cheek when I said they punished him. Oh, okay. Yeah. A ton of sarcasm in there. There's some. Yeah. Just the point of, yeah, they punished him. Yeah. But a million and a half and a first round pick and a third round pick and he reportedly was livid yesterday? Are you kidding me? Well, yeah. If If you look at his statement, he was saying that he was vindicated or cleared of all wrongdoing when the NFL Independent Investigations Report doesn't speak to that in any way, shape, or form. No. And, and so I don't understand where Stephen Ross is coming from in that statement. It, it, it's a clear lack of remorse and there's no contrition in it. And Carlin, I will say this, there's also the other layer that there is an active class action lawsuit against the Miami Dolphins and against the National Football uh, National Football League with Brian Flores' yeah. claims. So they're only going to go so far in terms of admitting that there was wrongdoing in you know certain regards. My whole point is, when it comes to the claims that Brian Flores made, at this stage, to be as dismissive as Stephen Ross has been with those, I just think is missing the mark entirely. And it just speaks to your point that the punishment that they gave Stephen Ross and the Miami Dolphins does not serve as a deterrent for future behavior from this organization to that end. Well, what was clear is that Stephen Ross didn't like what Brian Flores was doing, and that was trying to win. <laughs> I mean, that's number one. Two years ago. And then number two, 
he is out talking to another head coach or another head coach's agent before that coach announced he was stepping away from the from the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. And that in other words, when Brian Flores still had a job. So that's another thing that to me, while I understand it probably happens a lot in the league, no matter who the coach is. It still is alarming to me that you're actually having discussions about the job before you have fired this guy. Well, it upsets the competitive balance, Carlin, and that's why the NFL has these rules about tampering, whether we're talking about players or coaches. Now, we all admit that teams, every single team, does tampering in some shape, form, or fashion. But to this degree, it becomes egregious to the point where you're talking about Sean Payton potentially being influenced to step away from the New Orleans Saints because of what Stephen Ross would have been willing to offer him in a head coaching opportunity with the Miami Dolphins. That is a scary place for the NFL to be because it jeopardizes the integrity of the game and it creates an uneven playing field. And that's why we're getting the reports that Roger Goodell and his staff are going to read the riot act to the owners when they're scheduled to meet next week. So all I'm simply saying is this. The punishment that was levied on the Miami Dolphins and Stephen Ross is a far cry from what it should actually be because I don't think that this punishment is going to curb behaviors in this regard in the future. This is not going to keep teams from devising plots to tank. This is just going to make them make, be more tight-lipped about their plans in, in that regard. And when it comes to pursuits of coaches that actually have jobs around the National Football League, they're just going to be a little bit quieter in how they go about their business. But again, I, I, this amounts to a slap on the wrist for the Miami Dolphins. You're talking about a team that still has a first-round draft pick in 2023. Cantia Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny today. Starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's, that's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Up next, a trade deadline like no other yesterday as the biggest, biggest star, well, maybe not star, but best player in the sport, considered by many, was on the move. We will discuss exactly the impact of the Juan Soto trade and if enough was done by a couple of teams in particular to actually fortify their run for a postseason championship pursuit. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Jeff Passer reporting, Padres will acquire Juan Soto. I think this is the biggest trade in Major League history. When you talk about transactions in history, it's right there also. This guy is 23 years old. He is the best hitter in the game. He has an amazing track record already, and the future is limitless. They're going to be a tough out. I mean, they've got starting pitching, and they've got those three guys. Tatis coming back from injury, Machado and Soto. It is the rich getting richer offensively. I mean, that is remarkable. A lot, a lot richer. I, I don't know that a few years ago I would have said that the San Diego Padres are becoming the basically the New York Yankees in the way that they are uh, operating uh, and bringing in Juan Soto, who I think you could absolutely make the argument among two or three guys could be the best player in the game right now. And people don't even realize it, the fact that he is just – imagine Ken Griffey – in 1993, somebody wrote that the other day. I don't know if it was Buster or Jeff Passan, but imagine Ken Griffey getting traded in 1993, like right in the middle of his prime at 22, 23, 24 years old. That's what this is with Juan Soto. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN Plus, we are presented by Progressive Insurance in Fort Greene today, the 2022 baseball season in full swing. You can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark, experience every home run, every web gem, every walk-off. And with Vivid Seats rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. That's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Life happens lives. Live. So Juan Soto gets traded yesterday among the other deals uh, at the deadline. Listen, this is obviously the biggest. The Padres emptied their farm system to go and get him. Let's get the full perspective uh, from Buster Olney on KJM this morning on what Soto does for this Padres team. 
It vaults them into the group of the four elite, now four elite teams in the National League. The Braves are already there, defending champions. The Dodgers, who basically have dominated the regular seasons in the National League for six, seven years, they're there. The Mets are. Jacob deGrom returning the rotation last night. And now you can envision that in a big series in October, the Padres can beat any one of those three teams. Their big X factor going forward is Fernando Tatis Jr. When he returns in the next two weeks from his broken wrist, how effective will he be? But once Soto, getting him is like getting Willie Mays in 1955. It's like getting Henry Aaron in 1958. He's a guy in October can beat great pitchers in big moments in a way that few hitters can. And so when the Padres get in the postseason with excellent starting pitching, Josh Hader is the closer now. Juan Soto presumably hitting second for them. That puts them in that uh, elite realm of National League teams. And it, it bears repeating what he did in 2019. He was outstanding in the postseason. No doubt. Outstanding. Your take once they made this deal on Soto ending up in San Diego as opposed to somewhere else. Well, I was impressed by them being as aggressive as they are and adding the kind of salary that Juan Soto is going to command. Now, I know that's a couple of years down the road, but you talk about keeping that trio of Tatis Jr., Machado, and Soto around long term. I mean, you got to think with the upgrades that they've made to the pitching staff that the Padres are going to be able to make a World Series run at this thing at some point in the near future. Now, I do think that the gap between them and the Dodgers is a little bit too sizable for them to close in terms of winning the division. So they're going to have to go the wild card route. But this team is going to be a live dog once they get in the playoffs. Man, I love the addition of Juan Soto. I love the addition of Josh Hader and the sneaky good addition of Brandon Drury, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a sneaky good trade that they made as well right before the deadline yesterday so I like where the Padres are going with this and we typically don't see small market teams spending like the Padres are spending but they've shown that they're going for it and you gotta love this kind of commitment if you're a fan of the squad I think you have to be happy with what the Yankees did I I, I, look they added a starter the one thing that surprised me is that they traded Jordan Montgomery, who was a back for for Harrison Bader right Harrison Bader they get great defense great uh, gold glover and uh, an additional, they'll also get a, a guy who is uh, an outstanding base runner as well. Yep. Uh, great speed. But can't you just see a situation where he's a defensive replacement? Oh, yeah. At some point. And yeah. make it a big play? Make absolutely. It a big play, no Could doubt. Absolutely see that. But, uh, you know, adding Frankie Montas and if you get Severino back, suddenly I feel like this rotation could be deep enough to get it done. Our our concerns last week were all about Garrett Cole being the guy. No doubt about it, but our concerns also had to do with the bullpen, too, and they Mm. got help in that regard with Efros and Trevino. Trevino. So you you feel good about where the Yankees are at. I still got some questions about the back end of that bullpen, but uh, I just they're taking the approach that they're going to slug their way to a championship. I love the addition of Benintendi as a corner outfielder to go along with Judge. I think that's going to be great. And Gallo traded to the Dodgers. He's gone after a year. That one did not work out. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 